Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. The only thing more explosive and exciting than these nuclear revenge stories to me are the people out there who hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first nuclear revenge stories by East Pianist 2731 I put my first job out of business after 8 years working there. Okay, so I live in a relatively small city in North Carolina and started working at the young age of 14 as a dishwasher, soon working my way up through the restaurant over 2 years. Settle in because this is a long one and I hope you all enjoy it. The original owner of the restaurant slash bar, a 50 plus year old woman, had grown interest in selling the restaurant. After 10 years of great reviews and honestly it became the best place in town to go to, a younger male walked in one day through the kitchen door. In the start, I thought he was a new employee. Finding out later that night, he was the one interested in buying the restaurant and the sale went smoothly. Fast forward a year and the new owner, let's call him Herb, denied the only time I had ever asked for a raise. The $7.50 an hour I started on was not a living wage. He told me I didn't work hard enough. When I had gone as far as to wait on tables and cook, as well as many of the cleanup and maintenance tasks, on top of my job of being their dishwasher. Thankfully for me at the time, my manager, who had listened through the office door, called him out on the BS. She got me my raise. Nonetheless, a few months into it, Herb let several coolers which held meat break down and refused to fix them or get a new one. My nice manager couldn't take getting the backlash of always being blamed for things breaking down. Herb's the owner, it was his money, he had to approve anything we did. So on the night we celebrated her 10 year anniversary of working there, she ate the cake my sister and I made her, then also proceeded to quit on the spot right after. The responsibility of management fell onto my sister and she was forced to take the promotion with no raise or anything. She managed for 9 months only to feel unheard for any issues she brought up with equipment or workers. She would always be told, no we can't do that. And after she had enough trying to convince him on repairs, we were left without a manager for a period of time and he was forced to drive the 3 hours to come and manage the restaurant himself. A few weeks after a new manager was hired and another man was hired to be my help in the kitchen and me being the head cook at this point in time, I taught him the ups and downs of the kitchen and this man, he was kind and caring at first, but he kissed butt so much that I was overlooked for the kitchen manager position. The guy I loved to watch football with in the kitchen on my phone using my speaker on the slow Sundays changed into a brutal butt hat. He would cuss at the waitresses and try to physically fight me on the daily. He and I were there to open the kitchen alone and would be joined by waitstaff an hour later. He went as far as to buck up to try to fight one of the waitresses one day when she mentioned that she had heard everything he said to me before she walked in. She said, I'm done with your crap. You can either apologize or you can get the freak out. OP's been here a lot longer than you and you were trained by him and yet you think you can disrespect him? Heck no. As the man raised his hand to smack the waitress, I punched him in his face and in return got slammed into the already broken coolers. You do not hit a woman, ever. 
Fast forward a few months later, after everyone sees this side of him, they realize I wasn't playing about him being a grade-A jerk. Many of us had tried to tell Herb about his actions, but were met with, it can't be that bad, he's so nice. Finally, after not being heard or listened to for so long, I began planning how to quit. I had it all planned out, and when we had the meeting, I walked in in a suit, already having found a place with, at that time my fiancé, and a new job far from home. Everyone knew I was overdressed, and had questions, and I filled them in on the walkout plan. Yet the mean manager was nowhere in sight. After enjoying the meeting and being called on for my opinions on how to boost sales and better the restaurant, I looked at Herb and answered sarcastically, Oh me? Now you want to hear what I have to say? Getting in a serious tone now, I stand up and told him, Why would I help a business, much less an owner of this business, better themselves when I've been blown off for months? Anything I had to tell you, I was bullied for months, and when I mentioned it, I was brushed off. Have a great freaking day, Herb, because you quite literally don't have a cook now. Today is moving day, and I'm moving over four hours away to a better job. One with an owner who will listen and respect their workers and not force us to try and cook green slimy chicken past its expiration date. I quit. He begged for me to stay because he had finally fired the mean manager. He said, is there any possible way I can get you to stay? I looked at him and repeated the words he always told us when we mentioned equipment needing repaired or replaced. In his exact customer support accent, No, we can't do that. As I walked out, he followed begging me to stay and said he finally did what was needed of him. I simply told him, too little, way too late, and proceeded to walk out. And what followed was all the co-workers on my side standing up and leaving too. This isn't where it ends. He had purposefully not given me my W-2 forms for taxes, and after a few days of harassing him for my tax papers, I got them. Then, I received a letter from the IRS saying there was a problem with my tax forms. Therefore, I couldn't receive my tax refund. Calling up the IRS, I found out he had not submitted any of the forms he was supposed to as our employer. And when contacting him to rectify the situation, he proceeded to say, Hmm, I don't recall employing any of you this year. After all, you all left with no reason or right. Little did he know, I record every conversation on my phone, and I reported him to the IRS. Attached to the email, I sent in the voice recording in an MP3 format, and I also sent in photocopies of my check stubs, and copies of my W-2s, along with informing my co-workers having issues with their taxes to do the same. Herb has since lost his business, his business license, his wife left him and took their kids after finding out about his fraud. Herb's now facing upwards to 60 years in prison, now for multiple counts of tax fraud. It turns out we weren't the only business he owned and refused to pay taxes for or file the correct tax forms when needed. He had withheld the safety precaution pay during COVID and used all of it to fix the restaurant. He messed up and I get to sit back happily typing this with a smile, knowing this jerk got what was coming to him. For all of you wondering whether I ever got my taxes and my money, yes, I finally did as of yesterday. If there is ever a thing you don't mess with, it is the IRS. Unless you're making an amount that literally you can probably get away with not reporting, 
which is a very, very small amount, by the way. You kind of can't just ignore the tax man. Imagine owning a business and thinking you can just not do your taxes. If you have 5, 10, 15 employees, they're going to be doing their taxes. It's going to get caught pretty quickly. I'm kind of curious, does hearing stories like this make you feel more convinced to try and record any conversations you have with a boss or related to your work as possible? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by Poco the Fox. Make me quit? Get reported for your illegal company practices. In all honesty, this account is mostly a throwaway to distance myself from my main account where I still talk to people in the area this happened. On one hand, given the time that's passed since this particular revenge happened, I could probably get away with it. But on the other hand, there's a chance that this could come back to bite me. It's not that I did anything illegal, but many may argue it was morally wrong at the time, and I probably could have handled the situation a whole heck of a lot better. So on to the story. At one point in my life, I found myself bored. I needed spending cash, but at the same time, like any typical college student, I needed a job that would work around my class hours. Enter C Corp, not the real name. C Corp was a locally owned chain of gas stations in the southeastern part of Georgia and parts of Florida. I forget the total number of stations, but it was under 50, if that matters. I applied and was given a simple clerking position where I would work weekends and two nights a week for a total of about 32 hours a week on average, sometimes more, sometimes less. I worked there for about a year when I was offered a position to help reopen a store renovated after a fire, with the promotion to assistant manager. My hours were obviously going to change, but by the same token, I gained better pay and a new day shift which would help things out. To be quite honest, I even debated taking some time off from school to concentrate on the job as it was entirely possible I would be promoted to manager of my own store before long. There were veiled hints and suggestions of that very thing happening in a few months as it were. I never got that far, but I'm getting ahead of myself here. It didn't take long for me to start noticing some issues with the store and the company as a whole. Issues which I did my level best to correct. We were nearing hunting season, turkey and then deer, and in an effort to cater to this, the store started getting in several pallets of ammunition. So now we had to figure out how to display the various types of shotgun shells and rifle bullets, while also doing our level best to ensure things didn't get in the way. It was around this time that I found myself speaking with the store manager, having been called on the carpet, as the saying goes, for refusing to sell ammunition to a customer. I explained to the manager that I had attempted to check ID on the customer who refused to give it. So I told the manager that I knew full well that this was illegal as ID was required by state law and furthermore you had to be 18 to buy them. That started me on the path that would lead to my termination a few weeks later. I started noticing company memos popping up in the office, all that dealt with company practices regarding ammunition. One even went so far as to say that it was a terminable offense to refuse a sale of shotgun shells to a customer, regardless of age. That one actually vanished a few days after it went up, with me suspecting someone in the legal department realized the trouble they could get into with it. However, the flow of ammo didn't stop. A week before my termination, things got worse. The state in question has the lottery, of which the lion's share is scratch-off tickets. 
You know the type, pay a buck, scratch off, and hope you win something. Now, the lottery states on the back of every single ticket that the retailer who sold it must pay up to $599 in winnings. Anything above that was to be claimed at the central lottery office in the state's capital. Retailers are warned that should they refuse to pay this, there's instructions on how to do this with a money order, then they can be fined by the lottery commission or worse. Imagine my surprise then when I'm written up for following the lottery commission policy and paying out on a $300 win for a customer. I was told point blank that company policy was not to pay out for anything more than $100, regardless of what the lottery commission said. The final straw before my eventual termination, though honestly I quit, they still listed me as terminated, came when training another cashier. The very next day, the count came up short by exactly $100. I refused to sign the write-up, which meant the company would have to investigate it. Or so I thought. Same day, the district manager called the store and made some veiled threats about calling the police over this, and left me with a note that said, if the count comes up $100 over today, he won't say anything. Oh heck no he didn't. I waited till the manager returned from her meeting, dropped all my keys on the counter and told her directly, I'm done. I walked out and didn't really look back. I was pissed, pissed at the treatment I'd been given over my time working there, pissed at being called a thief, pissed at what I knew the company was doing to my little community, and pissed that as far as I could tell, they'd get away with it. That's when I hatched my plan of revenge. First and foremost, I needed to talk with a friend. One of my college buddies also worked for the county sheriff office, so I plied him over with some good barbecue and a few beers, and then asked him, hypothetically speaking, what would happen to a company if it was found they were doing something illegal? Like, oh, selling ammunition when they shouldn't be, or something like that? He knew I recently left C Corp, and the circumstances of why I left, so it didn't take long for him to just ask what was going on. So I spilled the beans, even included the reported theft I'd been accused of. He was on the edge of his seat, even going so far as to note that the district manager's actions itself was illegal, and told me to come meet with my friend's boss the next day to give a statement. So I did just that. I laid out everything, told about the memo about not refusing sales against state law, and then gave detailed information about the district manager's call, the incident itself, and other things I had witnessed regarding illegal practices by the company, though not mentioned here. It took the better part of four hours to get everything told and typed out. By the way the detective acted, I got the impression I had either given him one heck of a caseload or broken some case right open. Fun fun. However, I wasn't really done yet, I had one more call to make. That one would prove pretty simple and short, and involved me calling the lottery commission and telling them about the company's policy, which went against the lottery agreement. I was assured they'd look into things and that my information would be kept secret. I just had to sit back and wait. The fallout Two or three weeks later, our local paper ran a story on the front page, talking about a multiple department sting that happened in our area. The sting was investigating illegal sales of weapons, alcohol, and ammunition to minors. In that raid, C-Corp had been hit hard, with several of their stores being shut and several managers and district managers being arrested on various charges tied to this illegal activity. 
The company itself was facing severe, in the seven-figure range, fines from the state, and it was being called into question whether or not they had the proper licenses to sell ammunition and firearms in the first place. The only mention about what the district manager had said to me came in the form of one of the investigating officers noting that the company had resorted to blackmail in an attempt to silence anyone who dared question the company policies or practices. The stores did remain open, but you could tell the managers were seriously nervous about what the future held. Sales of ammunition and guns stopped completely, and overnight though. About a week after the raid by the police, lottery tickets of all kinds simply vanished from the stores. Big signs out front simply read, we do not sell lotto. The validation machines were gone, the scratch-off ticket areas lay empty, lottery was not in the building. I can only guess what happened in that case, but I would not be surprised if the lottery commission sent people in with winning tickets, only to have those people turned away. The fact that they lost their lottery sales would point to it being a serious issue at the very least. That, or the lottery commission decided to distance themselves from the company, which was already under federal investigation. Yes, the ammunition and guns thing went federal. Ultimately, the company was a shell of its former self. About half the gas stations ended up closing due to no longer being profitable. And what stations didn't close were just shells of their former selves. The company eventually declared bankruptcy after a final scandal brought them another round of state and federal fines. In that case, they were busted for price gouging after raising the gas price per gallon to about $6 a gallon in cities where they had no other competition, this happening just prior to a pending tropical storm. Today, it's been close to 15 years since this all went down. C-Corp doesn't exist any longer. After declaring bankruptcy, most of the stores were sold off to a competitor who ended up closing all but five or six of the stores due to redundancies. A whole host of, honestly, innocent people ended up out of work simply because the store decided to mess over one guy who wanted to do the right thing by the law and state policies. Several of the corporate staff were given two and three year suspended sentences while others ended up paying personal fines on top of what the company was facing. The company's become something of a warning to others about what not to do when an employee voices a concern, and above and beyond that, why it's a good idea to follow the letter of the law exactly as it's written, regardless of if it hinders your bottom line or not. I sometimes think back on the whole affair and wonder just what they had hoped to achieve with that blackmail attempt. Some part of me thinks that the district manager honestly thought it was the best option and may have even have been trying to help out an employee he liked. That was always something that bugs me looking back. Every interaction I had with that guy was a good one, right up to him grooming me to be another store manager. So maybe he was trying to protect me. Then again, he could have just been the jerk I assumed and that was him showing his true colors. I guess we'll never know. He moved out of the area a few years later, and I sure as heck wasn't about to talk to him again. Not after everything that happened. So, that's my story. How I destroyed an entire gas station chain. OP is definitely the igniter that set off this nuclear bomb, but let's look at this the way it is. With all the stuff this company was doing illegally, very shadily, and fairly obviously if you got enough employees, 
OP's kind of like the person that came along, saw something awful just laying on the ground, was like, look at this nonsense, tapped it with their shoe, and the whole thing just, just explodes. To me, it seems like the way that company was going, it was just a matter of time before that company just exploded. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.